What's going on, Lions fans? It's your host here of the West Side Lions podcast here, Ben Miller, back at it again at Lions West Side on Twitter. Feel free to go on there and give us a follow if you've not done so. We have a game to talk about, and it's not just a game. It is a win for the Detroit Lions. It is the first win of the season for the Detroit Lions, and it's the first time that the Washington Commanders as a franchise with that name has ever been beaten. So we're in the records books. We're in the record books today. That's for damn sure. Um, with me, I have uh, we have a full cast here today. We've got Austin and Jake are here today. I'll start off with Austin. Austin, how you feeling today, man? Hey, uh, I'm feeling pretty good, Ben. Uh, yeah, still trying to recover from that win yesterday. Uh, you and I were both at the game, and uh, yeah, it was places hopping. It was tons of fun. Yeah, I think that was probably the most electric I've game that I've been to at Ford Field, uh, and and it was fun. It was it was definitely a good game to go to. Uh, Jake Krieg, like I said, is also here. Jake, how are you feeling today, man? Uh, pretty great after that amazing win yesterday. Yeah, man, it was a good win. Um, it, we're going to have a lot to talk about, but, uh, before we get into it, I'm just going to go ahead and play, uh, the locker room celebration, uh, for everyone to listen to real quick. So here it goes. All right. Hey, listen, yo, 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 yo. listen this is everything we talked about. This is everything we talked about, detail and discipline. Like to me, that that's a lot of pent up aggression and anger and frustration that has come out, but we did it the right way. That's how you attack the opponent. Man, that was precision. And because of that, we got off to the lead we did. Man, we were pumping on both levels, 22 nothing, right? Defense, you kept banging. We stalled out a little bit on offense. And all of a sudden, when they started making some things happen offense, you can answer. And it doesn't matter, man. I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. You win 51-50, you win 14-10. It's just about balancing everything out. You guys did that. That's all I'm going to say. That's one. Yes, sir. That's one. That is freaking one, man. That's one. But everything's about Minnesota. Now, listen, enjoy this. Like Like Dan Campbell said, man, this is just number one. Number one of hopefully many to come this season. But let's go ahead and get into it here. Um, Austin and I both were at the game, like like you said. Uh, so I'm interested, Jake, uh, not being at the game. You know, what were your initial reactions um, <laughs> to that game? I Honestly, it was electric. I mean, getting to watch it with my dad, it was pretty special. I mean... Growing up as a Lions fan, I mean, it's been pretty rough. I mean, we've had two good seasons as my time as a Lions fan, two, like, watchable seasons. You know, this was just something different that we, I really saw, you know. It was kind of, in my opinion, like the taste of a of what Dan Campbell's Lions team is going to look like. And mm-hmm. it was really electric to see those players that I've been really – you know, interested in to see like play very well, especially with Aminra, Aiden Hutchinson, even DeAndre Swift's big run too. I mean, it was really electric to watch and it was very exciting for me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Austin, I mean, like we said multiple times already, we were at that game. Um, What was your uh, thoughts? And since, you know, we had a little bit different feeling being there. What were your thoughts coming off of just the first half? 
Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, first half was amazing. Obviously, uh, we shut them out in the first half, 22-nothing. Um, I, I, I honestly didn't know what to think of the first half. Um, I've never seen a Lions team play that well in a half before. I think that's mm-hmm. the best half of football I've seen a Lions team play, and I don't, I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was on a high at that halftime, just uh, not really knowing what to expect, you know. Yeah, I I agree. I even just like straight from the start, um, we got the ball and then almost immediately Swift pulled off that huge run um, when I think a lot of Lions fans were a bit worried going into this game because uh, our three interior offensive linemen were all backups. Uh, Like I I, coming to the game, I did not know who our left guard was going to be today. And, uh, and, and Dan Skipper was there and, and he kind of transitioned to his first time ever starting in an NFL game. He first time playing guard in the NFL. And that was the first time. And he, and he played very well, played very well in that spot. And, uh, and then Evan Brown at the center played very well as, as well as we kind of expected. He played well last year in, in Frank Ragnow's absence. And then, uh, and then on, the right guard, Logan Stenberg, you know, played again. He had some good times and he had some, and some, he had some rough spots as well, but I mean, to come right out the gates and get, I forgot what it was, a 50 something yard run straight out of the (laughs) gates. I think that really started to set the tone for this team. Uh, And then we, you know, scored a touchdown and, and then I think the big stuff that started happening was, the defense started, you know, really pulling it out too, which really got everyone, you know, the, some of the momentum going our way here. So, um, Jake, what did you think from the defense uh, for for at least first half, and then going into the second half as well? What did you think of them? Well, the first half, I mean, that what I saw from the Lions' defense was really something I've never seen from them at all. You know, first off with Aiden Hutchinson's three sacks in the first half, that was insane to watch. I mean, the excitement watching our number two pick do that. And then also with uh, Charles Harris' strip sack uh, for the safety was electric to watch. And just great coverage overall. I mean, they weren't able to get a a first down until, what, six minutes left in the second quarter. Mm -hmm. That is just insane. I mean. Our defense was elite in the first half, and it was really fun to watch that. Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well there. The The defensive line was just consistently getting pressure. Um, Austin, I talked to you and, and um, oh, I can't think of his name right now, Mike, last week about how I wasn't so sure, um, you know, whether or not they were going to continue this pressure and the blitzing and see if that continues into this game. Um, or if that was just a one game thing, but it sure looked like that that's going to going to be who they are is, you know, send the blitz um, and, and really try to get after the quarterback. Do you think that they uh, overall were successful at that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we saw that they were very successful with, uh, you know, being able to put pressure on the quarterback. Um, 
that safety was huge for us. Um, being able to take ones down in the end zone. Of course, he fumbles it and the ball goes out the back of the end zone. Um, that was really big for us because we get that back and then we go right down the field and we get a touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the whole pass rush was able to kind of get our offense going there. Yeah, I think that, I mean, since we're talking about, we have to talk about our boy Aiden Hutchinson, right? He he finished the day with three sacks. I, could have been a couple more. He over-pursued a couple times, and, and he was like a split second behind a different guy who got a sack. So, I mean, he he put up a hell of a game this week. And and then uh, there was a, a time where I think, what did they say? He got a Charlie horse or something in the game. And, and yeah, kinda... you could see him physically limping after, after each play. Yeah, um, I think he's, I think it started uh, in the second half about midway through third quarter. And, and it's, I, I would su- assume it's no surprise when Aiden Hodginson started getting hurt, that's when they were able to actually start moving the ball a little bit. Um, I, I would truly think that there's some, uh, you know, causation there, uh, not just a correlation. But um, I think overall, the, the whole defensive line played very well. I I even, you know, I, I'll give props to the secondary as well. The, you know, Okuda is really playing like a number three overall pick right now. Uh, he was oh, yeah. mainly on Terry McLaurin for most of the game and, and shut him out almost completely when he was guarding him. Then Okuda had to come out for a cramp, it, it said on the injury thing. And uh, again, no surprise, he comes out and that's when he starts making some big plays. So, I mean, I personally, I'm, and I'm sure Jake would be too, you know, we, we're loving what Okuda's doing right now. Um, so I'll throw it over to Austin. How are you feeling about Okuda right now? I mean, it's, it's hard to be mad when, um, you know, your guy is going out and playing and, uh, he's playing very well at that. So, I mean, true. No, no issues on my end. Okay, good. We have our, our resident Debbie Downer. So I had to double check <laughs> that we weren't getting our expectations out of hand here. I mean, I feel like though, like you can't really. I mean, yes, it's two very great games from him, but he was guarding his former teammate from Ohio State. So I feel like that can make it a little bit easier for him. But at the same time, you can make the same argument for Terry McLaurin in that case. I mean, so, there's that, and it, there it's the NFL at this point. Like, it's different quarterbacks. It's different, you know. Yeah. So it, New you schemes, know, yeah, all that. I, I I don't think much of the college thing would play over to like knowing how a guy you know does too much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but another player who I thought had a decent day, not a great day, just a decent day was I was kind of surprised. Will Harris also had uh, a decent day. He had a pick, and uh, I mean, the whole secondary looked pretty decent. And then uh, I think again we have to talk about. Um, our linebackers, um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think as we all expected here, looking at PFF grades within the last two weeks, our highest graded defensive players are our linebackers. So 
I think that's what we all expected, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, our linebackers are playing well. It, right now, I, for, I think it's Chris Board and um and Rodrigo. They're our highest defensive, our highest rated defensive players within the last two weeks. So, I mean, Rodrigo is balling out for a six-round rookie. You know, we got a steal there. Absolutely a steal. He's always in the right place. Um, I enjoyed watching him. I enjoyed how the crowd reacted to him when he came out of the tunnel. Uh, him and Hutchinson were by far the loudest cheers when oh, they came yeah. out of the tunnel. I mean, it what? was insane when those two came out. Everybody loves him from Hard Knocks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's the Hard Knocks darling. And then, obviously, Hutchinson is the hometown hero. So, I mean, the place lit up when when those two came out. It, it was really fun. Really fun. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the offense now, since we kind of talked about the defense. And... And I want to hear from both of you how you feel just in general, the offense played throughout the whole game. And uh, Jake, I'll start with you. Um, I'm not going to lie. I w- okay, first of all, the offense played great during this game. But the first drive, I got pretty aggravated with Jared Goff's like, decision-making. I mean, that terrible pass to DJ Chark in the end zone. And honestly, um. I'd say most of the passes targeted towards DJ Chark were just honestly terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, three of them, if I'm remembering correctly, were just either out of reach or thrown into terrible coverage. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for DJ Chark because, I mean, he's getting a $10 million contract here, and he's honestly a good receiver. He could be being used well more. But, I mean, at the same time, there's not much more up. Not much considering, you know, how well Amonra did with two touchdowns and 114 receiving yards. And then with all of our running backs, too, averaging over four yards a carry. I mean, I mean, I, there's nothing much else to complain about. And plus, considering the offensive line did this well with our injuries that we have right now, and considering Washington has a top five defensive line in the NFL, too, that was pretty, that was pretty great to watch. Austin, uh, what about you? What what were your thoughts on the offense? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I thought they played very well. Um, overall, it was a you know a very good game. Um, uh, golf was able to get his at least two touchdowns, which I predicted that on our last episode. Um, he was able to actually get four. Um, I. Quietly, Goff has been very, very well, honestly, um, besides his one pick last week. Um, I thought he's played really well. Um, I mean, our offense is clicking right now. Amon Ra is going off. Uh, Swift was going off. Um, and they, they did a good rotation between our backs. Um because I think Swift was not 100% on the day. Uh, you know, Reynolds was able to come in and do really well. Um, I was glad to see that. Uh, Jamal's able to come in and ripped off some runs. Uh, yeah, I mean, our offense is clicking. What more can you ask for? Yeah. 
Well, what was kind of surprising to me too, sorry, but like Jamal Williams uh, had the most carries on our out of all the running backs um, mm-hmm. yesterday, which is pretty surprising to me. I He had a, I think it was a 4.4 average, which isn't bad, but still, I mean, that kind of surprises me that he had the biggest workload. But at the same time, it doesn't because, you know, DeAndre Swift had quite the workload himself the week before. Yeah, yeah the Lions had 12 carries. The Lions right now, within the first two games, I think the statistic I saw is they're averaging about 7 point something yards per carry, which is... Absolutely bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Um, I'm actually, I, I, I'm going to contradict a little bit of, of what I think of Jared Goff compared to what Austin thinks. I think this game was, was really won by the superstars making plays. Yeah. Um, the Amon Ra making a huge play happen or DeAndre Swift getting thrown an underthrown ball spread eagle on the ground getting up and then still on a third and like 12 and still getting into the end zone um and i think that if a few of those master plays were not you know created by huge you know like amon ra swift or our run game i think jared goff lost us that game because there were multiple times he had a he had a either touchdown or or at least a first down or long play and just did not put the ball in the right spot. He he missed the wide receiver. I think that the offense right now around Jared Goff is good enough to keep us at a level that we can consistently beat that, you know, mid to low defensive teams. But when we have to rely on a quarterback to make a throw or a play, I don't think Jared Goff is going to be able to do that. I I really don't. I think right now Jared Goff for this season to me is on a game by game basis. He needs to show that like he made the difference in this game or, or without, um, you know, or find some reason for him to stay. I haven't seen him within the first two games. I have not found in either one of those games, something to make me say, yeah, He's he's the long term guy. I'm but, not sold on it yet. I mean, I I think it's common knowledge for most Lions fans and even for possibly Jared Goff too that you know after this season we will be drafting a quarterback and our quarterback of the franchise. I think that's pretty like I put I think that's general knowledge. And I think he knows that too. I mean, he is our bridge quarterback. And a bridge quarterback usually does not start three seasons in a row. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know if Brad Holmes considers him a bridge co- uh, quarterback. I don't either. Austin, what, I mean, what do you think? Because it seems like everything that I've heard from Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, this is the guy. This is our guy. We're going to fully back him. And, I mean, you have to say that, obviously, when it's, you know, your franchise and everything, you you have to sit there and say, yes, this is our guy, even if you think down the road he's not going to be. But clearly this is a make it or break it year. But I wouldn't be surprised that if he plays decent enough that it's at least weighing on their mind to keep him. Austin, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, golf is Brad's guy. Brad Mm -hmm. was one of the biggest guys and getting golf drafted to the Rams. So I I don't think his tune has changed on that. Um 
I think uh, golf is still his guy. Uh, and until we see otherwise, I I think he's here to stay. Um, well, golf needs to royally screw up for him not to be the guy. And that that worries what? me though. That worries me because imagine if we are just like we have everything else ready to go to to be playoff contenders, and we still have Jared Goff, and that's all we have for quarterback. He's not going to win us those games. It's it's about taking that next step. We built a, the per, a, a amazing offense mm-hmm. for a quarterback to play with. Right. I mean, we have the wide receivers, running backs, offensive linemen, and tight end, all mm-hmm. which are, if not above average, to the good, great tier. Mm-hmm. And the defense is looking considerably better now. All we need now is that quarterback. And if this team wants to take that next step to a playoff and Super Bowl team, they're going to draft a quarterback. That's just there's just no doubt because quarterback is has been our weakest position. I think I think there's still some some spots we could plug in some some high elite players on defense. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I just don't know if Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are as set on Jared Goff not being the guy next year. Well, you look at our draft capital too, though. We could, I mean, if we don't get a top five pick, we can definitely trade up into there considering we have two first round picks. I mean, considering how well this rebuild has gone so far, and considering how well the players on our team are doing right now, it's just, I'm willing to bet lots of money that we draft our quarterback of the future next offseason. I know this is an early topic, but I mean, (laughs) I'm going to defend my case here. I've always said, I think that what happens in the quarterback room in this next offseason depends 100% on how Jared Goff does this year. Because I truly believe if he plays well enough for them to even get close to Talk of being in playoff contention, not being in the playoffs, but playoff contention. I think Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell will ride with him as long as it as long as it takes for him to completely be like the last thing that is holding them back. It's I'm pretty sure he's like it's safe to cut him after this year, though, you know, this. Yeah, but we still have him on contract, though. So it's I mean. You're, you're cutting He's a guy when we don't have a backup quarterback. I think no matter what, we're going to draft a quarterback. I don't know if we're going to draft a guy that's going to be like a starter right away um, and stuff like that. But I, we're, we're, we'll get to draft stuff much later. I mean, I mean, look at look at what they did in L.A. They drafted Goff and they put pieces around him. He was able it to worked. go to the Super Bowl and it worked. That's what they're Goff's doing here. I don't, it doesn't matter. We, we have Goff. They're putting pieces around him. They're going to see what works. Those pieces in L.A. were considerably better, though. Look at what Amon-Ra's doing. Potato, potato. We have Hawkinson. We have Swift right now. That's not Todd Gurley in his prime. That's not uh, that, that three-headed beast of wide receiver they had when they went to the Super Bowl. We're going to have Jameson Williams coming back as well. Right now, Goff is our guy. I'm going to back him 
until we, you know, we shouldn't. I love this. Oh, yeah. This is going to be great. This is going to be absolutely wonderful for when we start talking about draft because we have the guy who is ready to stick with golf. We have the guy who is ready to get golf out of here and the guy that you're going to jump. I really have that no quick, idea, Jake. I'm just saying, like, he's our guy no, for this season no. because Nate yeah. Sudfield's not going to be the quarterback of this team. Well, right obviously. I'm just saying, I'll stick with him this year, but next year, we have two first-round picks. One of them needs to be on quarterback. Hey, I'm not saying that we shouldn't draft a QB or that we can't draft a QB. I'm just saying he's our guy right now, and you should back him. I'm just saying, these top two quarterbacks in this next draft, I I don't think they need to be groomed very much. I think they are... Jake, we're in the middle of the season right now. I I know. We do not need to worry about draft. He's our QB. You should back him. Jake, you know what your future QB needs? (laughs) Got him. These nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) All right, let's get back on topic a little bit. We were actually talking about an NFL game that just happened, by the way. I don't know if we all knew that. We were talking about a yeah, game. Yeah, that was quite the like tangent. Now, not like a draft for months away. Um, so um, we've talked about Jared Goff now. Um, we we alluded to and quickly talked about Amon Ra and Swift. Um, I believe Swift is on his final year of his contract, right? Is this his last yeah. year? Um, I think so, yeah. No, this is his, no, this is his third year. This is third year? Yes, it is. Oh. He has one year. That... The, he doesn't have a fifth-year option. He was on a first no. pick. But, no, it's next year. It's his final. You sure? Because I thought he year. was the draft after TJ. He was. No. So then that would be... Wait. This is the final year. Austin, look it up. I am... Uh, let's see. Either 20, way. 2023, he's under contract. 2023. Yeah. And then oh, so he, 2024, he's an unrestricted free agent. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, seeing what DeAndre Swift can be and continue to improve, um, do you start to consider extending him now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it early. I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of um, players who, or I should say fans, who see who have seen how running backs on their second contract go right they get all that money and the running back position we've talked about gets undervalued a lot because of how um easily it can you know bottom out look at uh you know todd Gurley, like we were just talking about todd Gurley is a perfect example of that he had an amazing year uh got the ginormous contract and then Got fell at the, the face of the year. earth. <laughs> like that. Look at Zeke Elliott right now. Exactly. So that's, that's don't even why get I, me started on him. He's just so that's why I'm, that's why I'm throwing this question to you. Of you know, do we extend him and give him big money, or do we try to just you know build from the young guys that we have, or build from the dra- try to draft a new guy? What do you, what I mean? What are you guys thinking? I personally think here. 
it's safe to extend him because he is not your typical power back because mm-hmm. he he not only runs the ball but catches the ball very well. So True. by extending him, I feel like you're safely extending um, your top running back and also one of your top receivers as well. So it's true, but he's also I mean, also injured a lot. Yeah, but which I is mean, scary. They've mostly been shorter and injuries, though. If I'm not incorrect on this, they've been yeah they've kept him out a couple uh, a few weeks here and there, but um, it's nothing yeah. like a torn ACL or right something to be or torn Achilles, something long-term necessarily. And, I mean, I mean, you can compare that to any back in the league, really. I mean, injuries with running backs are very common. Yeah, you get an injury over at the... These nuts. <laughs> um, I want to talk about also something I'm a little bit worried about, and, and specifically myself because I've been such a big uh, proponent of this player. I'm a little worried about TJ Hawkinson right now. Mm-hmm. He didn't look great. He really didn't. He terrible. He, he dropped a few balls. I mean, he had one really great catch where he really just like, yeah. you know, really extended himself, dove out to catch the ball. It was a, it was a great catch. Uh, got a lot of yards on that one. But, I mean, he had two easy passes that he just dropped. And uh, I don't know. I, he hasn't – he's not – the the main focus of our offense anymore which seems a little odd where you have such a you know big weapon in in tj and he's coming up on you know he's got to be either extended or given a contract and he's going to want top tight end money i think for what we're getting for him right now i don't know if we would pay him um austin what do you what do you think about tj I mean, it's tough. It it could it could be scheme here. That's why he's not getting the ball a lot. Um, I mean, he, he he's dropping back and blocking on you know a, a few throws and um. Well, I mean, Dan Campbell he, has he was spread out, out only a couple times. Yeah, D- Dan Campbell did say at the beginning of the season, like. They're not looking for TJ Hawkinson to be like the main focal point. They want him to just, you know, be a utility guy. And and for the amount of money that he's going to want, I don't know if you're going to pay him that much to be a utility guy when you're not fully utilizing his entire talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean his replacement will be very hard. I mean, yeah. again, it's utility guys though. We got Brock Wright who can you do one thing that he does, and then you get Shane Zilstra who can do another. I mean, I mean, Wright came in and caught a touchdown in like the game, hard, so it would be hard for like one tight end to completely do everything that he does for sure. But you can get one tight end that's really great at receiving, and then one that's really great at blocking. And I mean, and you've still got Jason Cabinda that will come in at some point, and he kind of fills into a tight end role as well. And I don't know, man. I. If I had to bet money, I I would bet that we don't s- extend him. I think we might let him walk. That's going to be hard to see him in another uniform, though. I can't see I him anything else in the other than the hot Honolulu blue. I think it would be difficult because Dan Campbell's talked about, you know, that 
they want to extend, you know, they want to pay the players that play well and, you know, reward them as such and keep them around the organization. However, it just doesn't seem like they're really valuing what he can bring to the tight ends right now, even if he's not really showing out big time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jake, are you worried about Hawk? Yeah, I I wasn't really impressed with what I saw. And, you know, last season was disappointing, too. So Yeah, it was a little bit more reasonable to be disappointed last year, though, injury, because yeah. he was the only target you know, that anyone could get last year, but, but I'm not I, sure. I mean, look at the talent that we have on the offense now, though. Last yeah. year, we had so many injuries. We had, like, absolutely no talent on our offense. We were pulling in third-string guys to go out there and try and catch balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year, we've got, we got tons of talent on the offense, and I think uh, Hawkinson has drawn the short end of the stick on that one. Yeah. Uh, you look in the past too when Hawkinson like really succeeded. It was when we didn't have as much talent, and when this talent we have right now was a lot younger too. So, this yeah. also to mention that I'm gonna be on Hawk watch from from now on to see how he plays these games because coming up on a contract extension, I don't know if I see it, man. I really don't. Um, all right, that's really kind of wrapping up the offense of things that I wanted to talk about. We talked offensive line. Uh, we talked the defense. Is there any last things you guys wanted to throw in there about either the offense or the defense uh, that we didn't go over? Nothing? Cool. All right. Uh, I got one. I got one. All right. What you got? Uh, not totally game-related, all sort of, but, I mean – just how electric the place was when Hot got his first sack and they played Billy Jean Hutch. over the Sorry, Hutch. We've been talking about Hawkinson for the last five minutes. Hutch is my new boy, not Hawk. I'm going with Hutch now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, Hutch gets his first sack. They played Billy Jean over the PA mm-hmm. and the whole place started jumping. Yeah, that was, it was that was so fun. It was crazy. Yep. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I want to see much more from Hutchinson. I really do. I can't wait to can't wait to see what else he's going to bring to the table. Um, so let's go quickly. Let's do one game ball uh, on the offensive side, and then one on the defensive side, uh, and then we will each give one, and we have to give it to somebody different. So, um, I'll start off with Jake. You can start us off, and I'll have you do offense first who are you giving uh, the game ball to well this one's the easiest Almond St. Brown okay all right uh Austin who are you giving a game ball to uh Dan Skipper all right all right good old Skip I will give my ball my game ball to uh DeAndre Swift uh I, I mean dude was just making plays he was and defensively, since Jake started, we he will now end. I will start. I'm going to give the first game ball to Hutchinson. Austin, who are you giving a game ball to? Oh, man. Um, 
These nuts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna give it to Rodrigo. Rodrigo. I love that guy. Mm. All right, Jake. Last one. Last game ball. Who are you giving it to? Thinking of two people right now, but um, to speed it up, I'm just gonna give it to uh, Jeff Okuda. He's been doing very well lately, and he, he has a very good job uh, covering Terry McLaurin, who's the top receiver in the NFL. So. There you go. All right. There's our game balls for this week. Uh, do we want to just quickly go over uh, the next game that we've got coming up here for us? Yeah. We've got Lions versus Vikings. Um, uh, at, a tough game. At Vikings, yeah. So it's going to be a tough one, that's for sure. Um, what did you say, Jake? Kevin O'Connell's looking like a genius out there in Minnesota. Yeah. It's been I one mean, game. It's good. Yeah, that's that's good. Thing. They, have, they do another game tonight. That'll be a, a good game for us to watch. Um, but, I mean, they've got some weapons, man. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. And their defense Kirk is looking, looking really good. good right now. Yeah, their defense. I mean, I, I'm not convinced yet. I don't think Green Bay plays well in week one, no matter what. So, um, I, I want to see what they do tonight. And uh, that'll be a good one to see for sure. But. Our offense is, is kind of a juggernaut right now. We didn't even talk about how they put up, uh, what was it, over 35 did they put up? 30. Is this the first two games that they put up 30 or more points since the last time that they won the uh, NFL championship. So that like, gives yeah. you a little sense about how long it's been since the Lions have had a really good offensive, you know, games back to back. So we're tied with the Chiefs for the most points scored right now. Yep. The top scoring offense right now. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. You I mean, if you want to call Jared Goff Patrick Mahomes, you could. Um, <laughs> I think one thing that. Uh, I, I'll watch out for in this Lions and Vikings game is Kirk Cousins is a statue, uh, and we're mm-hmm. gonna send lots of blitzes. Which, if we can make Kirk Cousins uncomfortable, like Carson Wentz, I think we have a really good chance against this team. As soon as he gets a second to breathe, and Justin Jefferson oh. Justin Jefferson goes off, you know Thielen is on the other side, so it, it could get rough. But I think with our pressure that we could put on them, um, I'm excited for. I, th- I think that there's a real chance, um, but it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. Uh, so let's let's go into the one thing we think we know for that game. Uh, I'm sure you guys have not had much time to think about it, but uh, I'll throw it over to Jake first for this Lions-Vikings game. What is the one thing that you think you know? Jalen Rager's gonna have 200 receiving yards and no drops. I'm okay. That was a joke. Um, I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks. You guys are so kind. I think. I think uh, Amon Russell Brown is going to beat that NFL record and get eight or more catches. I like it, Austin. What do you think you know? I'm gonna go with golf again. He's going to throw for two-plus touchdowns. All right. I think I'm going to go double down, too. I think Hutch is getting another two sacks. 
that's going to be two games in a row that I pick Hutch gets two sacks. I was right last time, and I think that Kirk Cousins is stiff enough that he's going to do it again. So I'll go with that. I think if all of those things happen, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. This could be a game that might decide, like, NFC North type of stuff uh, coming at the end of the year. Hey, I think if we win this one, we will be in first place. Be tied with Packers. Well, yeah, we would be first because Packers lost to Vikings, so we would be in first. I mean, we'd all have like the same record, but we would, <laughs> we would, we'd be in we first place. <laughs> we would be the Kings of the North. So, anyways, that I mean, it'll be a fun game. We'll talk about it all next week. Um, you know, if any major things happen, we'll make sure that we talk about it. But um, certainly look out for that game. It'll be a very good test for the Lions and this team uh, defensively and their offense as well. So until that game, we will leave you all uh, today. So we will see you next week. And until then, from all of us here at the West Side Lions, Go Lions!